Experiencing the news each day can feel like a journey. With Up First from NPR, it doesn't have to be. Welcome to 15 easy minutes of breaking news, clarity on international and national affairs, all handed over not from some floating voice in the sky, from us, Layla, A, Steve, and me, Rachel. Start your day informed. Subscribe to Up First wherever you get your podcasts. Nuclear. Now, is it Crick or Creek? Coyote or Coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Well, hey, today, the day this comes out, at least, is December 23rd, which means we're really close to the end of the year, and many dictionaries have put out their words of the year, so we're going to take a look at some of those today. It's exciting for me because I don't actually know what any of them are, and I also know that Kathy and Ross are a little peeved about some of them, so uh, this this should be a lot of fun. Yeah, but it may also be annoying. Get ready for a little bit of a rant. <laughs> And I also want to take exception to a little peeved. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) No, it's funny. I mean, I think, you know, maybe we're taking this too seriously, but uh, a lot of other people are getting kind of annoyed at it, too. It's your livelihood. What What are you talking about? Words, words. That's what you guys do. I know. but (laughs) Words get us us going. (laughs) An Oxford Dictionary chose the word of the year, and their word of the year was... Well, I'm going to start by saying word in quotes. Precisely. Quote, word of the year is goblin mode. Which, as Kathy correctly noted, is words, not word. Or phrase. (laughs) Yeah, or phrase. So, Fletcher, do you know goblin mode? So I know those two words, and I know those two words together. Because I've seen them all over Twitter and everybody's saying, what in the world, why did they choose goblin mode? And then it seemed like everybody kept talking about goblin mode for the next week or however Mm -hmm. long it was. (laughs) But I never learned through Twitter what it was. And I also never was, this is horrible, but curious enough to go look it up. So no, I don't actually, (laughs) I don't actually know what this could mean. It felt like one of those roll your eyes Twitter things. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you. But before we get into that, though, I want to ask you one question. Before you saw this on Twitter, basically you're saying you saw it on Twitter as a result of Oxford picking it. Is that correct? correct? Absolutely, yes. Did you see it prior to Oxford picking this? If I had, I don't remember. That's same with me. Kathy, what about yeah, you? Yeah, same thing. That's what pissed, uh, This is what pissed me off. It's like, I'm sorry. Uh, they're saying, like, this is the word of the year. And it's supposed to have the one thing we have to say, the lexicographers, when they pick it, they say that they're words that have relevant surges. So they're words that you're supposed to, like, have seen a lot. Like the year they picked, like, it wasn't vaccination one year. Um, yeah. I, you know, stuff like that. Goblin mode? I mean, I know I'm a boomer, so I'm, like, out. But goblin mode? No. No, 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 no. I mean, I thought Green Goblin. I was like, I got very confused. Also, I didn't like how they picked it. I mean, here we go. Here we go with the rant now. Everyone's going, who cares? But anyway, we care. What they did was they they picked three words, and they said they wanted to democratize the whole thing. So they picked three words which they thought had revel, you know, re- resonance and relevance, and they were Goblin Mode, Metaverse, and I Stand With. Well, no, that's hashtag I stand with, which is hashtag, not really I'm sorry, a Kathy, word. You. You're right. 
hashtag I stand with. And then they, they, they put it up to a vote. And the vote, they had 340,000 uh, votes were cast and, quote, 93% picked Goblin Mode. Now, that sounds to me like kind of a Soviet Union style you know, <laughs> yeah. election. No, I know. You know, I mean. I'll tell you what. If I'd seen that poll and I had been presented with those three choices, despite the fact that I knew what two of them were, I still would have picked goblin mode <laughs> because how can you not pick something called goblin mode no matter what yeah. it is? Well, this is what pisses me off though. It's not literally a choice though. It's not, you're not picking a word or a phrase that, that you're picking because it was, you think it exemplifies the year you're picking it. Cause it sounds a lot better than metaverse, which makes me want to vomit or hashtag I stand with, which is a nice thought, but not a word. Yeah. Which goes back to the whole idea. I, personally prefer Miriam Webster's mode of picking. They basically they they basically try to go through, you know, what words suddenly appear, uh, what what words are looked up most frequently. And then they basically try to like, you know, establish what and they what was their word their word of the year? We weren't going to get there yet. That was going to be the next thing. But yes. Okay. But we'll, we'll we'll backtrack <laughs> back to that. But they do it basically on what words people are looking up. And I think that seems to be much more rational, a better way to looking up words and getting a feel for it. Because Gala Mode fascinates me because I had never heard of it until until it came out. One of the reasons that apparently Gala Mode got picked was because PC Gamer, the website, urged everyone to vote for it. So you got, <laughs> so you, I mean, it's like, remember Bodie McBoatface? Yeah, Wasn't exactly. That, right. Yeah, it's the same thing, really. So it's, it doesn't strike me as a legitimate word of the year. I'm sorry. I, I find it bogus. I am still very curious about what it is. What is Goblin Mode and where did it come from? Well, that is interesting. Goblin Mode, that they think the term dated back to 2009. And um, it went viral in 2022 because there was a headline with Julia Fox. She was the one who went out with Kanye, remember? Yeah. Yeah, or gay. And apparently Kanye broke up with her because she was doing goblin mode, is what what they they said. I I, I can't can't guarantee that I would not also break up with someone who was doing goblin mode. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Although Kanye, <laughs> never mind. Well, yeah, that's le- le- leaving him leaving him aside entirely. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really feel like uh, I want to be around someone going goblin mode, doing goblin mode. What is this? Okay, it's uh, technically now I'm going to quote what Oxford uh, defined it as. It's <clears throat> a type of behavior with a u which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. It was supposed to have started back at the beginning of the pandemic when people were just living at home and being kind of like, you know, so you're just sitting at home doing nothing, being self-indulgent, eating your, your pint of ice cream with a side of popcorn, you know, in front of the computer. I partly wonder if it became it sort of entered into the universe with Elon Musk because apparently in April he had an image of himself saying his proposed, uh, his idea of getting Twitter was his, was due to his being in goblin mode. And I wonder if a lot of Musk fans started saying it because of that too. I don't know. I'm just, there's no real way of understanding that. That sounds realistic. But I wonder if Elon Musk really, really pushed it into, you know, into the stratosphere, so to speak. What was also supposed to be like a like a counterpoint 
to um like you know all those instagram perfect and tiktok perfect people like you know going like i get up in the morning and i like mm. you know, eat my you mm-hmm. know uh i don't know oat milk and um avocado smoothie and oh my god that sounds awful <laughs> but what really interests me the most is that we're all three all three of us come from an american background and none of us have heard the word. I asked my wife and I asked several people here in Canada, had they heard the word prior, like I asked Fletcher, prior to it, you know, becoming a uh, Oxford English Dictionary. No one had. Not one person I knew had done it. And I'm wondering two things. Number one, does that mean we're not Elon Musk fans, which is probable? And number two, we're not living in England. I, I mean, the fact that Oxford picked it really struck me as odd. I'm sorry, I'm going to disagree on two things. I think it's that we're not cool. I think I think it's like a kid thing. I do, but Ben Zimmer, who's a lexicographer, said that he he and he's an American. He he went on saying it's a great 2022 expression. Hmm. Okay, so then I stand corrected on that. That's yeah, so I don't think it's just a British thing. I think it's. I think it's like if you're online a lot or something. I actually think it's bogus. I'm sorry. I actually disagree with Ben Zimmer. I'm sorry, Ben Zimmer, who <laughs> I actually think is a good guy. But I think it's stupid. I think it's a dumb phrase. I'm sorry. The one thing is, about, but all three of us are on Twitter. I spend mm. most of my time in the day online, and I still didn't hear it. I think maybe you're right. We're just not hip nah, or something. Or well, cool or well we're, we're, not, we're not in some certain circles. Uh, I don't know about hip or cool. I'm pretty online, you know? Yeah. So I am surprised that I that I never heard heard it now when I, i'm curious now when ben zimmer said it's a great word for 2022 was that because it really exemplifies 2022 or because it's a word that was used a lot in 20 i mean like maybe he, i have a i got the quote if you want it yeah yeah go for it okay he said goblin mode really does speak to the times and the zeitgeist and it is certainly a 2022 expression People are looking at social norms in new ways. It gives people the license to ditch social norms and embrace new ones. So what I'm curious about is if he, I mean, the way he described it right there, I would agree with him that it's a good word for 2022. What I wonder is if he was completely aware of it throughout 2022, or if once he became aware of it very recently, he decided yes that is a good word for 2022 mm-hmm. because i would agree with that once he's once it's been described that way i agree with I, I see what you're saying i think that's a really good point and also as a lexicographer he's aware of words anyway of course and unlike unlike us here we we he noticed it back then <laughs> yeah, right. so we're gonna go with the lexicography sweepstakes he's the winner on that one and then he basically and i think we all agree that it does does fit the zeitgeist you're sitting at home lounging at home and you know and going on zoom or whatever you know that sort of thing i still think it's a bogus term i'm sorry i i just do i i i think if you're gonna pick a word of the year or a word in quotes of the year i don't i in the past they did vax vax was last year climate emergency selfie those to me are yeah, like legit words goblin mode there's three of us and we all have different backgrounds we're in different parts of the world and neither n- neither of us none of us ran across it I think it's bogus. I think we can all agree on this. I think the zeitgeist, the word, the two words talk about is correct. It does sort of fit this year. The words itself don't do it, though. I think that's what I feel. Yeah. I think the mood the words express is is very much the, the zeitgeist of the year. 
the wor two words that were used don't do it a very good job of describing it to me. Right, because if we're going to choose word or words of the year, it shouldn't just be some words that describe the time we're living in. It should, I mean, we're talking about words. This is the Oxford English mm -hmm. Dictionary. We're specifically talking about words. So those those words should be something that we commonly use or or that has, has really exploded into uh, common usage. Mm. Have entered the vocabulary. Yeah. Exactly. Not some relatively obscure phrase that, that genuinely does describe whatever age we're living in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, that's nice, but but we're talking words of the year from a dictionary, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I'm agreeing. I, it, that's what bugs me about it. That's why, I mean, I think it's like, I, I, I think now we all can like the term, but I think mm -hmm. the choice of it is bogus. I, I stand by my bogosity. My guess is it's going to disappear, too. I don't, yeah. I don't see it lasting, personally. I mean, there's no way of knowing, but I don't feel it. Now let's go to let's move on to Merriam Webster. <laughs> now their word of the year I'm not wild about either. <laughs> I like their way I, of choosing I it. I agree with you. I'm I'm actually <laughs> outraged in general today. <laughs> I, know. I know. Merry Christmas with you know, like sort of Scrooge here, but I know. Bah humbug. <laughs> I know. They chose gaslighting. What think we on gaslighting? I have to say I'm surprised that. That's the word of this year. I would have assumed it was the word of two or three or four years ago. I, I mean, that that phrase, that term, well, the term's been around since, I guess, since the movie Gaslight, right? But um, yeah. but it's been very commonly used, um, certainly, I, honestly, certainly a lot during the Trump administration. Well, the, it, they picked it, though. This shocked me. I have the stat here. There was, in 2022, there was a 1,740% increase in looks up for uh, gaslighting. Really? It's so weird. I didn't expect that at all. No. I would have thought that jump would have happened a couple of years ago. I mean, maybe there was a jump a couple of years ago as well, but mm -hmm. but I'm really surprised by that in this year particularly. I am too. I didn't think that word... I didn't think it worked. Oh, incidentally, Fletcher, just for, I know you like film, you know that at the word, actually, there was a play first. Right, yes, film. yes. Yeah, you know, okay, of course you knew that. I know. Okay. Well, okay, so so uh, for the people who, who aren't part of that 1,000-something percent increase in looking it up, describe what that term means in common usage. Well, I'm going to start from the background. It, as we said in the play and then the film, which is what most people, I didn't, I never saw the play. I have seen the film. It's it's the it's husband is trying to convince his wife she's going crazy. Right. So he 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 keeps playing around with their gas lights, the literal gas lights, because they were you know lights were done with gas back then, and tells her she's hallucinating. So she starts thinking she's going mad, and it's her husband doing this to her to to make her think that. Um. So gaslighting technically means that like you're what's the technical, um. Ross, do you have it? I'm going to look for it now. I want to, I want to find exactly what it says. It's the act or practice of grossly misleading somebody, someone, especially for one's own advantage. That's the dictionary definition. Right, which is a which is a little different from what was going on in the play slash movie. I mean, he was trying to th make her think she was going crazy. That's not the way people are using it now. No, no, but they're, they're using not. it. But but he he was trying to make her go crazy, so so he would get to keep the jewels, you know, her her aunt's jewels, all for himself. 
So it was for his own advantage. Gaslighting now is to basically mislead someone so you can, you know, I mean, you can use it politically. You can mislead someone to, to vote differently or whatever. That's where it's used now. But it, the same idea is there, though. Well, it used to be, though, technically, it was. It used to be specifically a psychological thing, though, right? It was like manipulating someone's, like, you know, ooh, I'm going to make you crazy. Yeah, make, like you, film. make you think you're going yeah. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas now, now it's simply ba- now misleading. Now deceit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Carolyn, Representative Carolyn Maloney said, uh, Mary Webster has this, she said, big oil is gaslighting the public. These companies claim they are part of a solution to climate change, but internal go- documents reveal they are continuing with business as usual. So basically it is. I think you guys are right. It's more like lying or, or basically. Yeah, making you believe the opposite of whatever's true. Right. While they take your money or doing whatever. Yeah. yeah. But that, that seems fair. It seems like a legit extension of it. Sure. I think. Yeah. Not, I, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason it has to stick to whatever, you know, to, yeah. to that original. I mean, it's not like. I at least as far as I remember, it's not like anyone went around in the in the player movie saying I'm gaslighting you. You know that that <laughs> the, the term grew out of of that story and and, and it right. changing into something else is perfectly fine, of course. Their next Mary Webster's next word I thought was pretty good. I've heard this a lot more recently. Oligarch. What do you guys think of that one? Definitely that since, was the since I mean since Russia invaded Ukraine, we have heard mm-hmm. of the Russian oligarchs. Uh, I mean, every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard it a lot back in the, oh, my Bernie Sanders days. So that was like, because he was always talking about oligarchs back in the day. But mm. in a U.S. sense. <laughs> well, you wouldn't vote this the better word of the year or not? Just curiously. I would. I like it better than a gaslight. I'm just, I mean, I understand they chose it for a legit reason. I.e. there was this incredible increase in lookups. But gaslight doesn't strike me. I don't feel like I heard it more. I don't. No, I don't feel I don't like either. it was out there. Oligarch. I definitely heard much more than I ever have this year. I. It's funny because we say oligarch. I have been using that word. I. I mean, obviously, I knew the word, but I've been using that word more frequently this year. I've no. I've noticed. I was just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm prattling on about is the U.S. oligarchic, oligarchic <laughs> business? You know, and all this. And it's that. true. You're it's right. Fr- you know. <laughs> I, but have so, you said gaslight? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, as I said, I was surprised that Gaslight had exploded in usage this year because I thought it had already happened a couple of years ago. Oligarch very clearly has exploded this year because of Russia invading Ukraine. I can't say that I've used it more personally unless I'm talking specifically about Russian oligarchs. But can we tell people what who they're talking about when when we hear on the news about the Russian oligarchs? I mean, oligarchy is, is government by the few, right? Right. Who are they talking about when they talk about the the Russian oligarchs? Oh, okay. They're talking about the filthy rich guys, basically, who have an amazing amount of political influence because they're rich. I mean, that's really it. Because the state-run, the whole concept of the state-run, remember communism and state-run industry? Well, (laughs) the oligarchs somehow sort of have their own little privatized aspect of that. And Mm -hmm. they're rolling in the dough and they get to, like, call the shots. Those are the oligarchs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To put it colloquially, rolling in the what is ro- what is, I forget what is the um, Russian uh, form of currency? Ruble. Ruble. It is still the ruble. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so used to euros now. I'm sorry. It's just like a, no, I assume everything changed. Okay, so the rolling. No, because speaking of the uh, you know the invasion, because Biden said we're going to turn the ruble into rubble. Do you remember that? No, I don't. In November, in uh, February, he said that he didn't do it, but he did say it. <laughs> That was a nice turn of phrase, though. I've got to give it the was. speech right nice about it. It is. Phrase. It's very neat. 
uh, let's do a couple more than uh, other were other runner up was Omicron. Omicron, I should say it in English. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Like, um, I, I didn't, you know, it did become, it apparently spiked in January. Well, that, that's, up. yes, so, well, so did, so did the Omicron. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. There's a reason that that one spiked. As far as the word of the year, I, I don't know. I, you know. Yeah, I say no. That would, yeah, that shouldn't have won. And the other one they had related to that was endemic. What do you guys think of that? Yeah. Endemic. Nah. Yeah, we, we yeah. didn't we didn't actually hear that as much as I would have expected. But as, as you mentioned earlier, if Merriam-Webster's methodology is to go for the words that are looked up the most, then Omicron and endemic. I mean, if there's not as much subjectivity to their choices, then those kind of make sense, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. they just seem sort of pallid. Mm-hmm. I was interested. The other one that they had on their list of, of the most looked up was codify, which which I thought was an interesting one. We heard, of course, a lot about codifying Roe v. Wade and then codifying right. um, same sex marriage. That would really interested me because I don't use codify at all. And you I don't? I, I use it a lot. Do you? Oh, yeah, I do. I use it like in my regular, you know, conversation. Sort of like I use oligarch. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I do, though. I, I talk about things being codified, like like it were in a social sense, like, you know. My gosh, you do. I've, I, I've just, I have like a persona. I hear you saying it now. You do. I do. It. I do. Yeah. I never say it. <laughs> what about you, Fletcher? Oligarch or codify? <laughs> Neither one. Nope. <laughs> Okay, their next one was interesting too. LGBTQIA. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyone? I mean, I, it used to be LGBTQ plus. I guess the IA mm-hmm. is 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 the newer. Yeah. Eight hundred percent increase mm-hmm. of lookups. I guess yeah. You want to know what is what is the I and what is the A? The I incidentally is intersex, and the A is asexual, aromantic, or agender. It doesn't but... seem really that. I don't know. It doesn't seem. I wouldn't codify that. <laughs> no, that one doesn't do me. Well, but again, uh, like some of the others, if if they're measuring it by who was looking, what was being looked up the most, then right, you know, oh, okay, sure. I think the problem with that one though is because we have LGBTQ already, so it just seems like you're just adding something. It doesn't seem like it. It's a real zeitgeisty sort of thing. It seems like it's an additional no. thing, sort of like gaslighting, where the word sort of is in, in, around already. Right. Well, this is where I go back to okay. I'm going to be theoretical for a minute. Like, what is a word of the year? If it's something that's looked up, because I'm, these examples are all like looked up. LGBTQIA was mainly during Pride Month, June, because people are, like mm-hmm. me. I can see going like, what's the I and what's the A? I'm not sure. Right. A- and gaslighting, perhaps, which I'm, I'm still. But then in a funny way, now going back to goblin mode, it's like, should the word of the year? I'm just saying theoretical. If I were like, you know, king. Should the word of the year be what's looked up the most? Because sometimes it's going to be a dumb word that you just didn't know. Or I should agree, it be zeitgeist. something that, ca- yeah, in that sense, maybe like Goblin knows better. It seems like it should be something sort of between the two. Something that yeah. captures yes. captures the mood of the year and is also something that exploded in usage during the year. Yeah. Remind me what you said Oxford's runner-up was? Oh, there was no runner-up. They had oh. two others. was Metaverse. Okay. And, and hashtag, hashtag I stand with. Okay, uh, so so like metaverse kind of would have worked a little better, in my opinion. Um, sort of as mm-hmm. as a midpoint between what's you know what's being used more and capturing 
the feeling of the of the year a little more. I'm not saying it's good, but yeah, that's what I was gonna say because I have problems with metaverse actually. I do too. I'm gonna vote for oligarch for that though mm-hmm. because I, the word came. But we had the Russian oligarchs, then we had just recently the FTX thing with the you know the uh, hedge fund blowing up. Mm-hmm. You know the guy had like 30 billion and now has no. And I mean, to me, that feels to me like sort of the richer getting richer. I keep seeing that all over the place. I think oligarch really, to me, captures partly part of the mood, at least, or the zeitgeist now. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you oligarch. I, I too. Yeah, that's another one uh, that, that finds a good midpoint, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, I think you're absolutely right, Ross. I like oligarch. Do you know, Ross, where it comes from in the ancient Greek? Of course. I'm sure you do. Job. <laughs> Never mind then. Let's move on. Actually, that, uh, do you know where Omicron comes from in the ancient Greek? We went through this once. Oh, we did. I know. I shouldn't have said it again. I just realized that. Oh, well. Do you remember? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you remember where Omicron I was trying to move on. <laughs> it's a letter in the Greek alphabet. It's the 15th letter. I have to go and it's the And it's yes. the little. It's a little O. It's a little O, Omicron. Oh, yes. Very oh, good, Fletcher. Yeah. Thank you. Fletcher gets the Greek badge of the day. <laughs> Thank so. you. I'm Greek. <laughs> <laughs> he won the badge, though. Um, okay, let's do I was just wondering, what One last one I'm just sort of curious about. I thought this was a good one. It's a little bit newer, but sentient. Okay, are we talking about... I think about, that's an uh, up-and-coming word. Yeah, with AI. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one, uh, anytime I hear sentient and I see AI, I think of like, you know, all the Terminator movies. Of course. So. I think that's what we're all afraid <laughs> yes, of and of expecting to happen, yeah. right? <laughs> Skynet, Skynet. <laughs> <Yep>. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's funny, though. I really... The, the whole AI stuff, I know so many people are doing all the art AI stuff now. Yeah. Like a lot of my friends. I see a lot and of that. I, I have that... I, I, I just have that thing still. I, I worry about it. I do. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And I thought, I know that guy was a nut who, comp- you know, was, but I, I, I'm like, part of me is thinking, hmm, that's the beginning of the film, obviously. Yeah. You know, the engineer is like, you know, fired or whatever, and he's right. Moving along with dictionaries, we have now Cambridge Dictionary's Word of the Year, which is? I have a real problem with this because Homer, H-O-M-E-R. This is the British versus Engl- uh, American, though issue mm-hmm. clearly did you hear about this fletcher no okay they picked a homer because wordle the new york times word game had homer as the word of the day and apparently non-americans were like huh homer mm-hmm. what the hell is that so there was this amazing rush to look it up hmm. so that got the spike and um that one for them in terms of most looked up word of the year, Homer. So, mm-hmm. so what, Which, what, what does it mean in British English? Nothing. I guess nothing. Oh. Or a name or the blind poet from ancient Greece. I mean. <laughs> for the British, it doesn't, um, I'm looking it up right now on, uh, Homer. Uh, the, oh, that's interesting. I looked it up on, um, the OED and it's like, the basking shark is called uh, <laughs> Ho Mother, also Homer contracted, but just one well, usage in eighteen you know. eighty-five. <laughs> so, so explain to me what happened. It was a word in Wordle, and and apparently all the people playing ran to their computers to look it up, and they had it was searched for seventy-five thousand times during the first week in May, hmm. and that made it the most looked up word 
um, of, the, of year. the year for Cambridge. I see. And it was, they said 95% of the people looking were not from the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, this, this feels even worse than Merriam-Webster's methodology, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, at least. Yeah, I, this is just more of a fun one, I think, really. Most looked up word, I think, really. Fair enough. It's not as much word of the year as most looked up word. Okay. But fortunately, we've now discovered that you can say Homer and refer to a basking shark, which I never knew until <laughs> two minutes ago. <laughs> it's interesting. I just want to say the second most looked up word in um, in Cambridge was also because of Wordle. It was the word cork. I, I, I'm going to say it with New York, so I'll spell it so you know what I'm talking about. C-A-U-L-K. Okay. Cork. Uh-huh. That's that interesting. Was the, yeah. Apparently, that's not a big British word either. And I just bought some cork today. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I I'm always corking, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do one last uh, Merriam-Webster? I think we're okay. What do you think, Cap? What's the last Merriam-Webster? Queen consort. I didn't know really that whole thing, actually. That was sort of interesting. Queen consort, is that what Camilla is? Yes. Yes. So what does this mean? I mean, uh, you know, in in my head, not having a background with a monarchy, um, hundreds of years ago, there would have been a king and a queen, right? And Correct. So why don't we have that now? Why isn't Camilla the queen? Because well, she's not the successor me. to the queen. Right, it's okay. It's all but, about succession. But what gets me, though, because she has the... She's the wife of a reigning king, and she shares her spouse's social rank and status. So I didn't really get, I don't still get this. Because she doesn't become the queen. It's like Prince Philip was the prince consort. You can call her Queen Camilla, but she's the queen consort. Technically, you should say Queen Consort Camilla, I assume. But you never said Prince Consort Prince Philip. Yeah. You just said prince. Has it always been this way? I mean, is it just my imagination that makes it that it was king and queen 500 years ago? No, I think it's I always been. I have no idea. I think it's always been that way because the, the, it's all it about up. the succession, uh, as I yes, understand. Yes, Kathy is, Kathy is right. I'm so not a monarchist, too. I, mean, I really and don't like this stuff. as a Canadian, I had to yeah, swear uh, allegiance. Aren't, so aren't you the monarchist <laughs> yeah. here, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. This. I have a king here now. Hold it. I'm in Spain. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to ask. Let's ask two more queen questions. Let's see if we know. What's a queen dowager? The only dowager I have any experience with is Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey. Yes. I assume the queen dowager is the widow of a king, right? Right. Okay. Okay. God, I'm now, good at this. <laughs> now we have a real question for you guys. If you guys know this, you're going to get like a, a little button with uh, King Charles III on. Ooh, maybe I can get the Greek badge and the King Charles badge. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what is a queen mother? Uh, well, okay. I know that Queen Elizabeth's mother was the queen mother. Queen mum. She was, yeah, queen mum. Um, so, but I don't think it's just the mother of the queen. It must be the mother of whoever. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, technically, I don't know. I say mother of the reigning king or queen. Woo, woo. Yes. Very good. But here, this is where I'm confused again. Because the definition I'm looking at here says it is a former queen consort mm-hmm. who is the mother of the current monarch. And th- that's why I wondered. I mean, I guess it would have to be because otherwise you would just be the queen. Be a queen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. There we go. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think, yeah, I think I, I, that, that connection wasn't quite being made in my head, but that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that seems very legitimate. Yeah. I like it. 
I think our word that we sort of agree on is oligarch for the year. When we're recording this, there's still a little bit of time left in the year, so who knows what might happen. That's a good point. Camilla could go goblin mode and then Queen <laughs> Consort would... <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. You're Saying It Wrong is a worldwide affair. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Granada, Spain. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario in Canada. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or better yet, a review on your podcast platform of choice. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And don't forget they have a new book out, A History of the World Through Body Parts. The stories behind the organs, appendages, digits, and the like attached to or detached from famous bodies. You can find that pretty much anywhere you get books as well. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.